I first heard it one early morning at 4 a.m. I had woken up and couldn't fall back asleep. After twisting and turning for what must have been half an hour, I decided to try the good old stop moving and pretend your body is a brick strategy. That is when I noticed it, a faint mechanical throbbing sound. At the time, I did not make much of it, and in retrospect, I never should have. Eventually, I managed to fall back asleep. When I woke up the next morning, the sound was gone. Or was it still there? Just impossible to distinguish due to all the other buzzing sounds around. I couldn't tell, but this was definitely a possibility. After all, I live in an apartment located in a street that is pretty busy during the day, so such a faint sound would be next to impossible to hear at any other moment than during the hours when the city fell asleep. That night I woke up again. I am no longer sure of what hour it was, but it must have been very early. This was not an unusual occurrence for me, as waking up at the worst possible hours and being unable to fall back asleep has been my specialty ever since I was a kid. But this time, part of me believed that my brain had intentionally woken the rest of my body up in order for me to check whether the noise was still there. And it was. I got up from my bed, walking from room to room, I attempted to locate the source of the noise. Truth be told, this was a rather short venture, as my apartment is not that big in the first place. Still, I couldn't notice any significant difference in sound anywhere. The pulse was always there. Why am I even doing this? I asked myself. What does it matter where that sound comes from? It's not that much of a nuisance anyway. I can barely hear the thing. That much was true. I had tried recording the sound with my phone, but it was impossible to point out in the recordings it was that faint. I went back to bed and fell asleep without much trouble. You know when you're dreaming and your alarm suddenly starts ringing and the sound of your alarm becomes part of the dream you're having? Well, that started happening with the throbbing, except the sound wasn't loud enough to wake me like an alarm would, although I'm not sure how grateful I should be for that, because in dreams, the sound came from rats in the ceiling about to gnaw through it before falling on me and eating me alive. It came from a gigantic monster, asleep somewhere below the foundations of my apartment, closer and closer to waking up. It came from a ghost, watching me every night, laughing as I tried to locate it, no doubt preparing a nefarious scheme. Of course, I knew all of this was crazy, but those nightmares were taking a toll on my mental health. Eventually, I looked for answers online. Electronic devices were the culprits that most often came up. I had already gone around my apartment multiple times, unsuccessfully trying to pinpoint the terrifying nightmare involving my own pulse missing from my chest, and me desperately attempting to find it before it escaped forever. I woke up in a sweat. I walked up to the circuit breaker of my apartment and shut the power off. The noise was still there. A shiver ran down my spine, but I quickly reassured myself that this meant nothing. There were plenty of other perfectly reasonable explanations as to the source of the noise. There was nothing to worry about, and absolutely no need to overreact. But rationality did not keep the nightmares from happening. I knew that if I could just find the source, my subconscious would stop freaking out about that nocturnal noise and stop the nightmares. So I looked for other possible answers. Another possibility I read about online was the heating system. 
I knew that was somewhere in the basement of my building. I opened my apartment door and came face to face with one of my neighbors who was heading for her own. She was a 30-something woman who had already lived there when I first moved in. Besides that, I didn't know much about her, except for the fact that she had cats that would occasionally walk along the gutter that connected her window and my own. Sometimes the cats would wander into my apartment, at what point they would occasionally refuse to leave. When that happened, I would carry them back to her door and knock. She would then apologize and I would say there is no need, as I love cats and their visits always brighten my day. That was pretty much the extent of our relationship. That and the small talk when we would come across each other in the corridor, like what's happening just now. Hi. Uh, I haven't seen your cats in a while. How are they? I asked. Oh, hi. They're doing great. I guess I just don't let my window open as much in the winter, so there isn't much opportunity for them to escape. She answered, a shy smile on her lips. To be fair, I already knew the answer. I rarely ever saw her cats in the wintertime. I only brought it up because I run into her unexpectedly and needed to come up with some small talk in a pinch. After a small silence, I decided to risk it. Hmm, have you noticed any weird faint noises recently? Uh, especially at night, when it's really quiet. A weird noise? Uh, no, I haven't noticed anything out of the ordinary recently. Uh, sorry. I didn't know whether to be relieved or worried. As I looked into her eyes before parting ways, I noticed just how tired she looked. Dark circles, weak voice. Could it be the noise was keeping her up as well? I shook my head. No, she had just told me she hadn't heard anything recently. There were plenty of factors that could lead to a person looking tired. Despite my best efforts, the doubt lingered. What if she was lying to me? I made my way to the basement without any other encounters. The door to the boiler room was locked, and this did not come as a surprise to me, but I had hoped that if the throbbing noises or origin really was this place, it would be stronger here. I put my ear against the door. I heard a soft buzzing noise and other low-pitched sounds, but nothing resembled the throbbing I could hear upstairs. Disappointed, I turned around and made my way back upstairs. That is when I noticed that the lock to the electrical room was broken. I timidly made my way inside, but couldn't hear anything resembling the pulse. I quickly left the room and went back to my apartment. Due to the nature of this forum, I assume most of you would know about the hum. I had run into that phenomenon while looking for explanations online. For those that don't know, the hum is a widespread phenomenon, a low-frequency sound that can be heard in many places around the world. The rational explanation is that there isn't one hum, but multiple hums, coming from different origins and described in the same way by locals. Oftentimes, the source would just be an old industrial building or something of the sort. Maybe this was the case here too. Maybe the sound didn't come from my apartment building at all. That night I walked into the streets. My city is not that big, and I live in a pedestrian street, so traffic is non-existent here. The night was dead silent. The conditions to hear the hum were perfect. But I heard nothing. This was just another dead end. I made my way back upstairs. As soon as I settled down, I heard the throbbing sound again. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I had a bit of a nervous breakdown. I couldn't take the non-stop nightmares anymore. I just knew the sound was something supernatural or nefarious. 
but my subconscious just wouldn't give me a break. I hadn't gotten proper rest in weeks. I wanted to call the police, an ambulance, the fire brigade, a priest even, but I realized how ridiculous all of this was. The throbbing sound was like insanity, knocking at my door. If I didn't find its source, my mind would eventually answer its call and be consumed whole. I made up my mind. The only explanation left was that this sound came from an electrical source. I'd already switched everything off in my apartment, but maybe it came from one of my neighbors. Surely none of them would mind if I just switched the power off in my entire building in the middle of the night, especially if it was only for a few minutes. Their fridges and freezers would stay cold enough until I turned it back on. The computers that they left on standby would be shut down, sure. But hey, serves them right for not saving their work and shutting them down properly. As far as I'm concerned, this is an ecologically friendly move. I nervously laughed to myself. Of course, the truth was that I just wanted to be done with all of this. Thankfully for me, the lock to the electrical room was still broken. It was easy for me to make my way in, so it was turning everything off. I painstakingly walked up the stairs, all the way to my apartment, lighting my way with my cell phone. I entered my room and sat on my bed for a few minutes. My own heart was throbbing, partly from anticipation, and partly because all of the stairs I had walked up. But eventually, it settled down. And there was nothing. The night was silent, like it should be. And like I'd always thought it was before I first started hearing the pulse. I grinned from ear to ear. The sound really came from an electrical source. There was nothing to worry about. I made my way downstairs and back, making sure to turn everything back on as it was. This time, I could use the elevator. Just like the absolute silence of the night, this was another thing I took for granted and now felt grateful for. That night I slept peacefully for the first time in weeks. The noise was no longer a source of anguish. It was the weekend so I could afford to turn my alarm off and just rest for as long as I needed. I woke up at 3 p.m., starving. I left my apartment to get a quick bite. I was heading back to my apartment door when I saw my neighbor at the end of the corridor, her head down. As it got closer, I saw that she was painstakingly trying to find the right key in her keychain. But that was not what was bothering me. She was sobbing. I was about to walk up to her to ask what was wrong so I could try to lift her spirits, but then I remembered. She's always been afraid of hospitals. She had told me. That day her cat had wandered into my apartment once more, and as I brought it back and she opened the door to let it back in, I saw an old woman lying down in a makeshift bed, tied to the shoddy-looking medical devices keeping her alive. I can't go against her wishes but she's in too bad a state to live on her own. I just had to bring her here. The sobbing continued. My neighbor had just given up on finding the right key and was just holding her head in her hands, too ashamed to talk to her. I silently reached for my door and made my way inside. I had slept peacefully, indeed. The electrical noises coming from that old lady's medical devices had no longer been a source of concern for me. I had no longer heard them in my dreams, nor did I hear the sirens that had come to pick her up that morning. 